Celiac disease is an autoimmune disorder where gluten is the trigger. Symptoms range anywhere from GI issues to muzzle pain, fertility, skin problems, migraines, and the list goes on. It can literally target any organ in the body, any organ, not just the GI tract, which is what it's known for, but literally any system. I have been living in the celiac world since uh, my dad was diagnosed with uh, recurring polychondritis. We went gluten-free for him, and it turned out my mom's lifelong symptoms got better. And then my daughter came along, and she was diagnosed with celiac disease. I went gluten-free when she was just eight weeks old because she had this horrible colic where she was just crying and vomiting every single night from like 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I just remember bawling with her. And my mom was like, why don't you try going gluten-free? I really think that's the trigger. So I did. And she got better. And she was formally diagnosed when she was two years old. Anytime she's gotten glutened, at the, in those younger years, there was wailing and hours and hours of crying and vomiting. Her violent reactions actually led to her diagnosis because she wasn't able to get tested because she hadn't been exposed to gluten regularly. Most people are not lucky enough to get diagnosed so young. Oftentimes, you're getting diagnosed much older. Sometimes it's as a teenager getting hospitalized, and sometimes it's not until you're in your 30s, 40s, or even 50s by the time you're diagnosed. No matter what age you are, today I have four solid tips to help you get started on your gluten-free and autoimmune disease journey and on your path to becoming asymptomatic. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. Getting the celiac diagnosis while relieving to know that you're not crazy and your symptoms are actually valid, it's also incredibly overwhelming. When you start researching a gluten-free diet, you realize that gluten is in everything, literally everything. It is in salad dressings, spaghetti sauce, soy sauce, marinades, seasoning blends, chocolate, ice cream, yogurt, canned soups, beer, drink mixers, oats, medications, lipstick, lotion, shampoo and conditioner, um, you know, green cleaning products. It's in everything. You have to do a complete lifestyle overhaul. Not only that, then comes the sticker shock. When you're at the grocery store for that first time and you're replacing all of your gluten ingredients with gluten-free ones, holy moly, your bill can easily double or triple if you eat that way. Then let's add more to it and talk about dining out. Most of your favorite restaurants probably are not going to be able to accommodate you. You're either stuck eating an expensive salad way more often than you would like 
if you can even eat the salad dressing, or you have to find those restaurants that not only say that they're gluten-free, but the staff has to be knowledgeable enough to know what gluten-free is. You literally just want to curl up in a ball and cry. I know because I've been there. Like I said, you know, at eight weeks old, or when my daughter was eight weeks old, you know, I was a nursing mom already on a restricted diet free of corn, soy, and dairy. Avocado toast and takeout was staining me for way more meals than I care to admit. I literally couldn't even think about what to eat that would be easy. Lucky for me, I had moved in with my parents temporarily and they were already on the gluten-free diet. My mom fed me and that was a godsend. Not everybody has that. So today, I want to make your journey much easier. I have four tips to help you get started. So grab your notebook. It is time to take some notes. Tip number one, real food doesn't have gluten in it. Fruits, vegetables, plain proteins, not the pre-seasoned stuff, fats are all naturally gluten-free. Eating real food also cuts down on your grocery budget substantially. So, you know, basically you're going to need to learn how to cook real food. And if you've been depending on canned and boxed foods and you don't know how to cook real foods, I suggest you go to my website and I have over 160 recipes that are super simple there to help get you started or schedule a consult with me because I can help guide you towards that. All right. Number two, get to know your gluten-free grains in their whole form. So there's rice, quinoa, millet, sorghum, teff, and buckwheat. Those are all gluten-free grains. Oats are iffy because they're usually processed in the same facility as wheat. So what they'll do is they'll take a bin of wheat, cart it off, dump it out, and then go back. So there's all these remnants of wheat in there. So they have to be processed in a gluten-free facility and there's only one or two of them in the country that I know of at this time. There might be more but um, as far as I know there's only like two. Get to know them, learn how to cook them, learn how to make them taste good in their whole form. Now when we look at gluten-free products they are made with these grains but they're only it's basically made with the starch gluten-free grains are very starch heavy so then you're going to deal with blood sugar issues so if you're going to eat them stick to them in their whole form like 90 percent of the time number three you got to start fresh in your kitchen so it's time for a new strainer new baking sheets a new toaster new cooking utensils You need to look at your cleaning products. And if you're using green, earth-friendly cleaning products, a lot of times they do have wheat in them, like wheat byproducts. So you need to call the company to see if they're gluten-free because most of them actually aren't, unfortunately. I learned this one the hard way because my daughter was still having symptoms even though I know I was strictly gluten-free. And it was um, the dish soap that I was using had was made with gluten so her bottles were just coated in it so whenever she was at the babysitter she was getting glutened every bottle it was really disheartening you also want to make sure you swap out your sponge right away because there's tons of gluten in that sucker and if you are in a home where people are still eating gluten you need to have your own dedicated strainers baking sheets toaster cooking utensils dish sponge 
Okay. And I know that that's a lot, but I promise it's going to make your journey to healing so much better because you're not going to be frustrated because you're doing all this effort and you still feel awful. And it could be because you're having these things in your life. Okay. And then last but not least, we need to talk about swapping out your makeup and skincare products for gluten-free brands. Now, Lucky for you, compared to nine years ago, you have so many options, including affordable ones. Companies have been removing gluten, and if they don't, they very very clearly say that they have it on their products when you go to their website. So for skincare, the brand that I personally love and use is called Go Pure. It works really well. It also uses clean ingredients, and the entire line is gluten-free, so I can buy anything and not worry about it. For makeup, all kinds of options. Sengents is one. The Elf is another. Elf I buy for my daughter because it's really inexpensive. Those are the two that I can think of off of my head. But then if you go to like your favorite brands, they'll be able to tell you which ones are, which products of theirs are gluten-free and not. Typically, lipstick and mascara are like the big ones that will irritate you. My mom, who, um, we believe has celiac disease. She never got tested. Um, but we know that gluten does the same thing to her that it does to my daughter. She used to, when she would put mascara on, except for like two brands, all of her eyelashes would fall out. And we had no idea why for years until she went gluten-free. And so she went gluten-free in her makeup. And then lo and behold, her she didn't have any problems anymore. Like there was the brands that she was using were actually gluten-free. And same with lipstick. Like, you don't eat lipstick. You're not going to, like, go and take a chunk out of it. But it's on your lips. You're going to swallow it. And those micro exposures are enough to make you sick. Then we got to think about your lotion because we do lick our fingers when we eat and things like that. So um, you need to make sure that your body lotion is gluten-free. And some brands will have maybe one or two products that do. Some brands won't. Some brands, their entire line will be. And it's just a matter of finding those. Again, luckily, there are lots of options out there. And you can easily do a quick Google search and just say, hey, gluten-free body lotions. And there's like 16. They, there's like, I found when I Googled it, four uh, websites came up and all of them had like 12 to 16. And they're from, you can get them everywhere at all price points. It's really great. Uh, the brands that I like are Desert Essence and Mineral Fusion, personally. Again, they're clean. They don't have a lot of, like, additives and toxic chemicals in them. Uh, so, yeah, those are my four tips. I've been doing this for nine years myself. I've been living in the gluten-free world for 11. It is overwhelming at first, but these four tips are your game changers. It makes the transition so much easier. And again, if you're still like overwhelmed and like, I don't, I don't even know where to begin, go ahead and schedule a free discovery call with me. I would love to talk to you, you know, talk to somebody who's been there, who's gone through it. And I can give you several options on, you know, different ways that I can help you navigate this lifestyle. We can figure out the best one for you and your unique situation. Uh, The link to schedule that is in my bio. And again, if you are looking for simple recipes that are easy to make, that don't take a lot of time and don't have a million expensive ingredients, head over to my website, www.roadtolivingwhole, that's W-H-O-L-E dot com. And then you'll click on the link that says recipes right there at the top left. And there's, there's over 130 there for you. 
To review, my four tips are eat real food versus processed and boxed food to save on your budget. Get to know your gluten-free grains and how to cook them. Start fresh in your kitchen and swap your makeup, lotion, and hair products for gluten-free brands. When you start here, you're going to feel so much better and it won't break the bank. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.